Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavant, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for September 11th, 2020. I do want to acknowledge that this was a pretty sad day 19 years ago, and I remember it pretty vividly. I don't want to dwell on that too much, but I think it's important to at least acknowledge it. So the topic today is uh, is a vault certification. We're diving right back into the vault CLI. This is a continuation of last week's. So last week, we started our journey down the vault CLI and figuring out what's going on there. And this time, we're going to dig into two aspects of configuring vault through the CLI. We're going to talk about configuring authentication methods and policies because you could jump right into secrets engines, but honestly, if you don't have your policies and your authentication methods, then only root can get to the secrets engines, and that's not really all that useful. So we're going to step through the first two. So that's going to be the topic for today. I don't have any housekeeping stuff, you know. I'm still, I am still working on a vault certification guide. The writing process has just started for that. I've got some time blocked out later in September to do that. So if that's of interest to you, let me know. Uh, I think the video format is nice, but putting it all in the book is also nice too. So I'm going to see if I can get someone else to help me with that. But that's kind of my plan so far. Uh, before we dive into the topic, let's check in. How are you? How's it going? You made it to Friday. Oh man, I really, I look forward to Fridays. Fridays are pretty fantastic. I started doing this new thing. I, I, I've always worked out in the morning, like first thing, get up, coffee, go work out. And that's gotten harder as, you know, once I got married and we had kids, I had to get up earlier and earlier. And I don't know why this didn't occur to me sooner to just wait till everybody leaves now that I work for myself and then go work out. And I'm like, Duh, that's so obvious. So I've started doing that and, I, and I've been doing it this week and I got to say, I'm really enjoying the sort of way of breaking up my day and also not getting up at 4.30 in the morning. Yes, 4.30 a.m. So not doing that is a big positive. I hope you're getting enough sleep and things are going well for you. Now let's talk about the Vault CLI. And we're going to do this through examples. This is going to be pretty demo heavy. I, I hope you appreciate that. I've been working on it, you know, getting a good demo together. So well, let's just jump right over and talk about and configuring vault authentication methods and configuring vault policies through the CLI. All right. So I'll go down to my screen share. There we go. All right. We've got our vault set up here. And the first thing we'll do is let's go to I've got two terminals open down at the bottom. One is they're both running in WSL, Windows Subsystem for Linux, just because I find that the Vault CLI tends to like Linux a little bit better. And your mileage may vary, but that's just the way I'm doing it here. But I'll go ahead and I ran Vault Server Dev to get a dev instance of the Vault Server running. And we'll go ahead and grab the root token here so we can log in in the other terminal window. All right, so this is my second terminal window, and I'm simply going to run Vault Login and paste that token in, and boom, we're authenticated to Vault. I already ran that export of the Vault address. You should definitely do that too if you're following along. Okay, now that we're logged into Vault, let's enable an authentication method. But first, in order to do that, let's sort of explore what's going on with Vault Auth. And I'm gonna drag this up a little bit and maybe blow this up too. Boom, okay, that is much easier to read if you are uh, just tuning in. Okay, so. Here are the subcommands that are associated with authentication. So you can disable and enable authentication methods. Obviously, that's something we're going to do. If you have questions about a specific authentication method, you can get help about that by doing vault auth help and the name of that authentication method. 
you can list out the auth methods that are available, or you can tune the configuration of an existing authentication method. So those are the subcommands that are available to you. Let's take a look at what's enabled out of the box with the dev instance. Token. That's it. The only thing enabled is token. And that makes sense because it needs to enable the token authentication to authenticate with the root token. But that's all that's enabled out of the box. Okay. So the easiest one to set up is user pass because user pass uses an internal database in vault to handle the authentication as opposed to wiring it into Active Directory or AWS IAM or LDAP or any number of other authentication methods. You can wire it up to GitHub. There's a lot of options. But for our purposes, just to keep this super easy and you don't need any external dependencies, we want to use user pass. But I don't know a whole lot about user pass. Where can I get more information? We'll do vault auth help user pass and boom, it gives us a whole bunch of information. But most of this information is actually about how to use user pass and not how to enable and configure it. So that's not hugely helpful. So maybe we can get this thing enabled and then do some configuration. So for that, it's just vault auth enable the name of the authentication method you want to enable. And you can also optionally supply a path to that authentication method. If you don't supply a path, then it'll just use the default path and you can see it enabled it at user pass. So that's the default path for user pass. Now I've enabled it, but I haven't added any users, so no one can log in yet. How do I, how do I go about that? Well, fortunately, the thing I showed you last week, path help, and this is going to be huge when you're trying to work with the CLI, use vault path help to figure it out. So in our particular case, vault path help auth user pass, the path is auth user pass. That's where this authentication method is enabled. If we do that, it's going to tell us what we can do beyond that path. And the syntax is a little confusing here. So basically, it starts with a regular expression. So the caret says the beginning of the string duo slash and then access and then the dollar sign is the end of a string. So along that path duo access, if you were setting up duo for this, you could configure access keys and the host for the API connections. Then there's a configure option so you can configure second factor. We don't really care about that. We're trying to enable users. So down here, we've got it. Login and then username is how you log in with the username and password. And if you want to manage something about that user, you would do it at users. If you need to reset the password, you would do that at users password. And if you want to update the policies, you can do that at policies if you want. So bunch of different options there. The thing we want to do is enable a user. And basically, we're writing a new key with the user name as the key. And then we're adding the password as a value stored on that key. So we're going to do vault write auth user pass users, the username, which I'm just using Ned, and then it wants at the very minimum password equals tacos. It wants some kind of password set here. And I love tacos. So we're going to go with tacos here. So let me just go ahead and grab this here. I'll paste it down here. Now we have written that data to that path. I've created a user named Ned. And the only thing we know about Ned is that he loves tacos. And that's why he used his password. Obviously, don't do that in production. But now if I log in as myself, 
the way that you do that is it's still vault login, but now you can specify the method. The method we're using is user pass. So dash method equals user pass. And then we have to give at least the username and then it will prompt us for the rest. So we'll go ahead and do that down here. Type in tacos, boom, I'm logged in. But all I get is the default policy, which means I can't do a ton. I have access to cubbyhole. I can look up things. I can revoke my own tokens, but that's about it. So let's take a look at policies. Okay, so we did the authentication method. Now we're getting into the policies. We can start by just running vault policy to see what subcommands are available. And they're very similar to the subcommands that exist for the auth command. You can delete a policy, create a policy, list out the policies, read the contents of a policy. So let's do that. Let's list out all the policies that exist right now. Uh oh, why did that happen? Well, I'll tell you why that happened. I'm still logged in as Ned and Ned doesn't have access to list out all the policies. So we got to do vault login again. Let's go back to our first terminal window. We're going to copy the root token, drop it in here. Now I'm root again. Now I can list out the policies. So remember, that sort of thing kind of matters. And you see, there's only two policies enabled. There's default and root. So these are the two policies that are always enabled out of the box. And you can edit default, but you cannot edit or change root. That's just the way it is. If we want to know what are the contents of the default policy, we can read, we can do vault policy read, and we can read the contents of our policy. There's a lot to unpack here. I'm not going to get into it, but you know, if you want to take a look at what's in here, a lot of it just makes sense. It's stuff you would want the user to be able to do, uh, or the person or machine that's got a token. These are things you might want it to be able to do. And like I said, this is tweakable, right? But let's say I want to create a policy. How do I do that? Well, generally speaking, you can store policy in JSON or HCL. HCL is way easier to read. So I have right here a policy file called access KV underscore access HCL. And the purpose behind this is to grant someone access to perform operations on the default key value store that gets spun up with the dev server. And it's at the path secret. So I'm basically doing secret slash star. You can do whatever you want at this path, you can access anything at this path with these capabilities. And I did a whole separate video about policies, So I'm not going to get into that right now. And I'll try to throw a video up, uh, up here somewhere uh, about just policies. But basically, this will give whoever has this policy access to create, read, update, delete and list secrets or key value items at the path secret slash star. Okay. So how do I create this thing? How do I actually create it? The way that I do that is vault policy, write. So I'm writing a new policy, the name of the policy, and then the file where it can be found. So I'm going to go ahead and run that down here. All right, now I've created a new policy. And if I want to see the contents of that new policy, I can do vault policy read. There we go. We can see it's successfully created my policy. Now, how do I assign a policy to me? Well, path help comes back to the rescue here. We can do vault path help and do the path of my username and view a whole bunch of stuff in here. Wow, that's a lot. And we can scroll up and see all the different things, the properties that you can set about a user. But the one we actually care about is token policies, which is a comma separated list of policies. So all I have to do is add another value to the Ned key in here. 
and the value I'm adding is token policies equals allow KV. And you can actually do this through, there's a slash policies option as well, but either of them work equally well. So I go ahead and do that. Now I should have that policy assigned to me. So let's log in as Ned again and go ahead and enter my password. And now if you look under token policies, we can see I got default and allow KV. So that's perfect. That's exactly what we want. I wonder if I do vault read and read the contents of Ned. Nope, permission denied because I'm logged in as myself, right? Maybe if I was logged in root, that would have worked. But let's try now to interact with the key value store at secret by putting a secret toppings and set meat equal to fish. All right, it worked. So I'm successfully able to interact with that key value store because I have that policy applied. So in this demo, you saw how you can enable an authentication policy and the process for enabling an authentic an authentication method, I should say. And the process for doing that is pretty much the same for all the different authentication methods. The configuration is going to be different for each authentication method, but you have path help there to help you out. And we saw how we can configure a and list policies and then assign those policies to a user in the user pass method. Now there's other ways of assigning policies and it can get pretty complicated pretty fast. So I'm not gonna get into that in this video because we're already wow, way over time. But the important thing here is that you saw how to interact with policies and authentication methods through the CLI. I hope that's helpful. That's all I have for today. And that does it for the week. I'll be back on Monday and I have a special treat for those of you who've hung around this long. I have a special treat. You know, Mondays are professional development. And I said at the beginning of this week that I'm going to start having guests on to talk about the best career advice they ever got. I have David Davis lined up for Monday to live stream with me and talk about the best career advice that he ever got. So stay tuned for that. That's coming on Monday. Until then, stay healthy and stay safe, everybody. Thanks.